Good day and welcome to Natural Health Dialogue. It's been a day, so I just have to laugh. Amen. Okay, so today, you know, Natural Health, we're, we've been talking up to this point about natural health for humans. Yep. But uh, apparently, natural health also applies to non-humans. Yes, it does. You, you know, the, the whole field of veterinary medicine uh, is a new one. And this month, we've been talking primarily about children and their health. But it dawned on us that we've never really covered anything about pets. And so we thought we would throw in uh, something that deals with uh, pets, but at the same time, the, uh, most I have I have customers who uh, treat their pets every bit as good as as most people oh, treat yeah. their oh, treat their children. Absolutely. So our pets become our children's. You know, veterinary medicine. If you look it up in the dictionary, by definition, it's the medicine that deals with the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of diseases, disorders, and injuries in animals. Mm-hmm. That's a direct quote from the from the dictionary. But uh, but and today, uh, in times past, we just watched what we gave to our animals and. We tried to find foods that would help them out. But today that also includes, uh, if you go into true veterinary medicine, uh, pharmaceuticals as well as herbal supplements, essential oils. Uh, um, one of my staff members does iridology on animals, uh, looking at the iris of their eyes just like we do for humans uh, to determine what's going on. Massage and reflexology, there are people who uh, – t- take their pets to get pet massages and and claim healing potentials as a result of that. So virtually everything that we do for people, we also do for animals. You know, Mm -hmm. I was also introducing the concept of having some of my staff join in these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the research for this particular uh, blog and podcast uh, were done by Jolene Griffiths, who Mm -hmm. happens to be my resident pet iridologist okay. uh, along along with uh, the all the other things that she does in our shop. So uh, she was nat- uh, natural to say, hey, Jolene, can you get me some information on, on the history of veterinary medicine? And so uh, she couldn't come today to do the recording, So, I'm, but I'm using her notes and using some of her literature and, and a couple of uh, um, examples that I have from my personal experience as well uh, to put this blog together. But she's okay. primarily the one that's given us the historical perspective of of veterinary medicine. Now, do you have a pet section at your store? We do have a pet section at the store that's got supplements for pets, uh, and uh, and they include things that will help with uh, pet anxiety. You know, uh, Kim uh, last week talked about uh, one of my staff members talked about uh, the Bach flower res- essences. Mm-hmm. There is a Bach rescue remedy for pets. Mm. So uh, most anything that we use for humans could also be used for our pets. Uh, we vary the, the, the uh, dosages and the amounts and some of those kind of things, but many of our supplements that we use for people could also be used for pets. Obviously, if we can use essential oils for our pets, then we certainly could use uh, essential oils, uh, the, same, the same essential oils that we're using for human beings. So mm. much, of the, much of it is an overlapping thing. We share a lot of DMA, DNA similarities, DMA liter, uh, tissues between pets and, and, and us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, um, in, in some aspects, at least physiologically, much like our pets or share much of the, uh, the tissues and DNAs with our pets. Okay. So it would make sense that that would work. So what uh, are some of the, you know, like in the human natural health, there are some things that are common that you sell more than others, you know, things that people use more. Mm-hmm. What are those kinds of things for pets? 
uh, actually the ones we've been talking about, things for anxiety, if your pet has is stressed or if you're going to take your pet to the vet or if you're going to leave home and the pet sits there and starts whining oh. because they know they're going to be left behind, uh, then they have some anxiety things that the Bachlier essence would work really, really good for okay. that. All right. uh, so uh, we have uh, we sell a lot of those. And, of course, we have uh, – pet vitamins and minerals and and supplements for ailments that they have if you take your pet to the veterinarian and he says this dog has uh, arthritis then we want to take one of our arthritis medications and apply that to the dog as well and they work for it pretty pretty well uh, this veterinary the study of medicine started out really uh, with uh, trying to do uh, manage breeding stock uh, some several hundred years ago uh, it um, so as we as we began to look at at where it began and what it started doing, we first started watching animals and uh, to see what they ate when they were sick, and we kind of latch on to that. And then mm. uh, about the eighteen um, hundreds, uh, uh, simultaneously in India and in China and in Greece, they all began to do uh, uh, some uh, looking at medicines for pets uh only mm. then it wasn't really for pets it was primarily for for horses mm-hmm. uh, the early veterinarians only treated horses when i and i say early i'm talking about centuries ago they only treat horses it was interesting to me that uh in the greek language the word for veterinarian is hippiatroi and that translates to horse doctor Hmm. And so um, it has a whole new meaning to when we say somebody's just a horse doctor. Um, that was an, an early doctor that was treating treating the horses, and it was a very important study. In the ninth century uh, in, uh, in England, uh, there's a large collection of medical and veterinary remedies that were compiled by a, a guy named Bald uh, that was called the Lech Book, L-E-E-C-H-B-O-O-K. Uh, it's interesting that that translated later into leech, and we know about the early nineteenth, uh, nineteenth century, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth century leech, leeches using for bleeding. Um, huh. So that that's uh, uh, from a, from a Greek word that actually just meant to uh, to to leech, and um, and that was used as as a medicine not only for pets but for people for a while. Hmm. But that's kind of the historical stuff of it. And in today's uh, society, uh, we do much of the same thing for our pets that we do for human beings. The first American veterinary school was established in 1879 and, uh, and is in existence today. And now we have veterinary schools all over everywhere. And veterans are do- uh, veterinarians are doing everything for the pets, including all of the surgeries and those kinds of things, Mm. doing everything for the pets that we do for humans are being done there as well. Mm. Many of the supplements that we use um, uh, for our human bodies, uh, we use different amounts of them or we uh, base things on them. I I have a personal story. About five years ago, I had a lady come in that said that she had a horse that seemed to be deeply – uh, depressed, and it was from ner- some nerve damage that he had gotten in an injury. Well, I didn't carry horse supplements at the time, uh, but we had a, uh, a formula that I give to people who get ankle uh, uh, ailments or they break a foot or they have nerve damage in their feet. Mm-hmm. And so I took that uh, that particular formula that was on the bottle for that 
And we also in the store carry a lot of uh, bulk herbs. Mm -hmm. So I went to the bulk herb bottles and I decided that uh, I would start with three cups of the first three ingredients in there, two cups of the next three ingredients, and a cup of the last three ingredients, the nine ingredients in the formula. And I told the lady, I said, listen, I don't have any idea if this will do anything at all or not. I'm shooting in the dark here, but you're wanting me to do something to help your horse who has some nerve damage. And so we tried it, and I made up this big bag of uh, uh, stuff that had, what's that, nine and six, 15, 17, 18, about 19 cups of, of stuff. She mixed it all up, took it back, started putting it in the horse's trough with along with the food a big handful of it every time they took it and it worked the horse the wow. horse's nerve damage was uh was aided uh, the horse picked up uh got rid of some what she called a depressive state i don't know how you define a, a depressive state in a horse but i guess horse owners recognize mm, those kind of things i would imagine yeah and so uh anyway it worked so it was a proof positive for me that we uh, uh can, we can be horse doctors as well as uh as uh, our pet doctors, mm -hmm. if we pay attention to what's going on with them, if we use a veterinarian to tell us what's wrong with the animal, and then we can use we can uh, change the dosages or mix up some uh, bulk herbs or something and come up with some supplements that will help to fix them as well. So there's a there's a place for pet history uh, for for uh, pet excuse me pet therapy. In, even in our business, and we carry products that'll help you to do that. So, when's the veterinary research article coming out? Uh, this one on the veterinary research will be coming out the last week of this month. No, I mean the one where you are the researcher uh, publishing no, no, that, a paper on it. <laughs> probably not going to be me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not much of a veterinarian at all. I do have goats and. Uh, donkeys I, I pay veterinarians to come out and take a look at mine maybe i should start trying to look at them a little more closely myself huh save myself a bunch of money <laughs> might, might do that yeah it's it's a it is a we love our pets we love our animals there is a history for taking care of them and we have supplements to help you do that come and see us great and that's it for this episode of natural health dialogue we'll see you next week